That's KC may contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for the ears of some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Of trailer park boys, and you thought it was, was hilarious. It? Yes. So the bitches, I don't remember that. Something, some, some sub bitches. All right. Take your word for it. <laughs> As you know, my brain does not work. <laughs> Anywho, uh, <laughs> welcome back. Hello. To that's KC. Yay. Episode twenty. Yes. Oh, shit. That's weird. Episode 20. It's waiting for you to say something else, then I realize that it is. Five more weeks until episode 25, which will claim that the golden episode, because we'll be 25 for the 25. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we do true crime and paranormal. This week is paranormal. And we have Casey, well, Casey slash... Midwest treats. Mm-hmm. Did you get a lot of garlic on there? Oh uh, no, I was I was thinking about the game room dip that I didn't oh. do. Oh, I also I'll think of one. to look up a thing for mm-hmm. Casey. It's fine. Uh, you'll have plenty of time to figure out one while I do my story. So all right, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's very long. Uh, but paranormal <laughs> week. Um, our Casey food slash. Kind of a fun fact that spilled over from last week is mm-hmm. Pizza Hut. Because mm-hmm. I started in Wichita, which is only like, I think like two hours away, maybe. Mm-hmm. If, if that. Like an hour and a half. Yeah, I feel it's like an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. No. Between that. Oh no, I've never been there. I've been there once. There's no WH in that. Huh? Once? Once. As long as it sounds like there's a W sound, I'm going to do it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Who know? Right? <laughs> oh, gosh. I would say we're going to get so many tweets, but we don't, so it's no. fine. But please tweet us. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, a Casey thing. Yeah, Pizza Hut. Well, Casey in quotation marks. Pizza. Pizza and garlic nuts. Neat. Pizza on a broke. Oh, what? Sorry. That's from um, Dr. Steve Brule. Check it out with Dr. Steve Brule. What? No. Okay. The what? It's what? this little segment called Check It Out, and uh-huh. it's with Dr. Steve Brule, which uh-huh. is actually John C. Riley. Ah. Uh, uh, and he's got the Coke bottle glasses and the crazy uh, hair. Okay. And he adds an R to everything, so he's like, brote and preza. <laughs> so I always say I'm eating preza on a brote. <laughs> What's the brote? Never mind. What is the brote to me? It's a boat. He just pronounces them wrong. Okay. Pizza on a Pizza broat. on a broat. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, um, I, need I need to watch it. I need to rewatch it because I slightly was falling asleep while we were watching it. Uh, but oh, hello. 
with uh, oh, yeah. I haven't John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. Not seen that. So goofy. So goofy. So goofy. Um, okay, and I start Excuse me. with, mm-hmm. do we have anything else? I don't know. I need to, I do need to post update to the website, but of course you guys can check us out on uh, Twitter and Instagram. The Twitter. The Twitter. You can twatter at our Twitter, um, at That's KC Pod. Twitter, my Peter. Twitter. Twitter, Peter. Just don't Twitter your Peter in the Oh, RDMs. yeah, no, don't do that, please. Don't. Just kidding, I take it back. Don't do that. Everything I just said, just ignore me. We, we were having funny ha-ha's and it got too real. Yep. Um, my bad, everybody. Yeah, my don't, bad. please, please. Escalate it. Please don't, please don't, don't tweet, tweet us your Peter. You should never tweet your Peter to someone, even if that isn't even on the tweeter. <laughs> on anything. Don't tweet your Peter. <laughs> don't send anybody your Peter. Don't send okay. anyone your Peter. No one wants to see that. Not even, not even your mom. <laughs> Barely your doctor. <laughs> Barely your doctor. Depending on the person you are. Um, yeah. Because we, we we want to know. Because I think only Cheryl is probably the only one who <laughs> tweets us at work. It's fine. Oh yeah, but even things. if she did, like, that didn't work the first time. <laughs> I didn't notice it. I know. She's like, yeah, I tweeted you guys. You didn't even notice. I, like, I know. Because oh, I noticed my settings for notifications or something was weird. Um. But yeah, and like us on Facebook. Give us a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, whatever you're listening to us on. Uh, and then, you know, if you if you feel ever so kindly that we entertain you enough and you want us to continue to entertain you, Patreon. I need to post that as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Phil and Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't no, it's over. We're, we're done. done. We're <laughs> done. Not early. Come on. I just want to stick to my girl. No. Read your damn story. <laughs> oh, my lord. All right. Well, that's a constant work problem, this. too. Yes. No. Everyone enjoys it yeah. secretly. Mm-hmm. Later. It makes you laugh later. Sure. <sighs> Whatever. All right. Let me get my water. I don't know why closed it back up because it's forever super hard to oh goodness gracious i think i also stroked there all right okay this is it's going to be very long um but i think there's no other way to tell this information without it being story like uh this is the screaming house in union missouri um, okay. Mm-hmm. That I'd never heard terrifying. of it. Right. It oh it is. Lorraine oh wait, no, I won't I won't go into it. I will let it be a surprise. Let it be No. I'll say no, Lorraine Warren uh helped investigate oh, this nice. house. So you know she's only on the big things, so Yeah. That's awesome. Ed yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. there. I don't know. I Ed, just did, Ed did not attend. Ed was at the home, like Watching all the things. The home. The home there. Home. Ooh. (laughs) Spooky. They have a lot of spooky things. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, Yeah, the Screaming House uh, in Union, Missouri. Uh, It was just a little background first, and then we'll get into the story in more of a first person 
type of thing. Just me recalling someone who lived there because he wrote books about it. And mm-hmm. that's really the best information that I could find. Uh, but it was built upon the land that was owned by Captain T. Crow. Um, he was the first captain of the Missouri Militia in the Civil War. He lived on the property with his wife, Minerva, until shortly after... Yeah. <laughs> after her untimely so death... Minerva. <laughs> Minerva. She's getting on Minerva! <laughs> uh, no. But it was built in 1932, placed on the actual spot, which once held the slave quarters that were on there. Uh, in all historical documents, you cannot find, however, one incident where the captain admittedly was a slave owner. The slaves were always listed as belonging to his wife, Minerva, who came... <laughs> who came I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> who came to Minerva? Sorry. With her family from Kentucky. There was talk, though, of Minerva having improper relations with at least one of her male slaves, which may have led to her death and the deaths of all the young male slaves on the property. Which is BS, because, you know, Thomas Jefferson had things with his slaves. Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson had relations, uh-huh. sexual relations with some slaves, and he became a president. Yep. She did it, and she died and got other people killed. Just BS. <laughs> uh, okay. And then, which led to her death and resulting in the death of all the slaves, male, young male slaves on the property. One of the sources of this atrocity, atrocity, atrocity. I tried That's to make a it a word that it was not. Atro- atrocity. This atrocity. This atrocity. Oh, okay. This atrocity was an actual member and heir of the captain himself. Captain Crow sold his land in Union, Missouri to A.J. Say, who later became, I don't know, S-A-E-Y. Okay. Who later became the first governor of Oklahoma. Hmm. Uh, Captain Crow moved to Beaufort, Missouri, where he spent the rest of his years. Is that Beaufort? I don't know. I'm just guessing that just Beaufort, Beaufort doesn't sound like a Beaufort. city, but Beaufort. I feel like I've heard that before. Beaufort, probably. Beaufort. I have no idea. Well, it's probably French for beautiful fort, and so it should be pronounced Beaufort. Because but I don't we also know. pronounce We're it Versailles. It. I'm over it. Missouri. Versailles. So. I know. But that's how it should be pronounced. That's not how people pronounce it. Really? I pronounce it Versailles. Yeah. Versailles. Versailles. Jesus, people are so. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's yeah, because it's B A U. F O R T. Before. But anyway, oh, where he spent his last rest of his years without Minerva. That's a sad day. Yeah. No Minerva. <laughs> uh, standing on the hillside overlooking the Union City Park is a huge nursing home. In its day, this building was used as a Civil War hospital and was also used after the war as the country poorhouse. Hmm. It is a well-known fact among BT dubs. There's going to be a lot of hmms from me because I vaguely looked at this information. So this is also new to me as it is new to you. Oh, my Lord. It's a well-known fact among Union residents that if you don't know where one of your ancestors is buried. 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 They are most likely buried in one of the mass graves in the city park. One of these mass graves is not far from the Screaming House. 
So there's that and also slaves and death and all of those things. However, in 1974, a replaying of a modern uh, Lizzie Borden uh, case took place almost directly across from the screaming house on the next street over. A woman took an axe and killed her husband. Once she, she had completely completed her dirty deed, she took a gun and committed suicide. Oh. Uh, apparently, you might not think, you might be thinking that a woman using a gun to commit suicide is uncommon. No. Um, but not in Union, Missouri. How delicate do you think women are? That's ridiculous. Um, but several women actually ended the... I have a, I have a question. Do I, do I need to be here for this? <laughs> you shut your mouth. saying the story and then also commentating on it. <laughs> oh, you would never know. Like, okay. You're your own Okay, gallery. I will pause longer. No, it's fine. It's funny. You're your own peanut gallery. It's cracking me up. It's like, uh, okay, never mind. It's like I was going to say something, but you're just going on your own little rant. It's all right. It's fine. Oh, man. This. Let's we'll, do this. this little episode's going to take five hours. That's fine. Uh, you'll still listen, right? Right? I won't. Okay. Hurry it up. That's fine. <laughs> That's why they're too tough. I'm just gonna leave at some point. You're <laughs> just not even leave your notice. apartment. Leave yeah. here. Just gonna leave. <laughs> Go get some more food. We're like, all right, back. cool. I'm gonna get some dirt and I will be back. Oh gosh. Um, but several women had had ended their lives at the end, at the end of a gun, uh, because another house across from the screaming house. Bleh, there's too many houses in the thing. Uh, a man committed suicide in front of his young nephew with a gun. That's cool. So uh, there's plenty of reason for the screaming house to be haunted. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a, uh, it seems that the land on, on and surrounding the house is just bad. That's what I said. <laughs> but if you speak to some of the residents of the town who will talk about the haunting. They will tell you that you get an awful feeling from the home and some claim to have even to even get physically ill when they are near it. Others will tell you that not only is the house is haunted, but the entire neighborhood as well. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, but they try to keep it uh, like a secret for a long, long while. Like the mm-hmm. city of Union, like, no, there's no ghost house here. It's like. But that did not last after the Screaming House. It was like their like dirty secret. That didn't last after uh, 2001-ish. Because, uh, and just a couple more like little background, and then the rest is going to be more of um, just kind of first person by Steve Lachance. Well, it's probably says Lachance, but we're going with French pronunciations because I can at least do those properly. Somewhat, for the most part. Mm-hmm. But Steve Lachance, uh, he didn't say he's French, he's from America, whatever. Um, <laughs> but in May of 2001, he uh, became a single father after a divorce and was in desperate need of finding a place to live after their lease was up in their apartment uh, that they had lived in for two years. Uh, so, he, uh, so he couldn't, so he didn't want to find uh himself and his children homeless. He had a daughter and two sons. Um, May in 2001, they ended up moving into the Screaming House. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just gonna... He had a whole thing about... Uh, my headphones won't stay I was like, head. I want you to make them smaller. <laughs> Got it. Um, <laughs> I was talking about just how, like, the whole, like, experience of 
getting to the house and buying it or renting it and everything and the landlady, but I didn't want to put that. Uh, sorry, Steve. Um, and then this account is coming from like a little journal entry that he put online on some website. Uh, the legends of America.com Missouri, the union haunting. Anyway, uh, let me get back to it. I had to scroll up. Um, so it starts with, uh, this as now Steve and kind of first person, but me reading it. You know what? It's fine. I'm trying to say too many words to explain one thing. Mm -hmm. Well, just listen and we'll buckle up a little bit because it's going to take a while. Uh, (laughs) The first night in the house went by without fanfare. Maybe because we were so tired from the move or perhaps because the house wanted to draw us in a little closer before beginning its series of attacks and assaults upon me and my family. Hmm. The next morning started like most any other day except I did notice one strange, strange thing about the house. Each of the house's interior doors had an old-fashioned hook and eye latch, but not on the inside of each room doors to keep someone out. What? On the inside? What? They didn't have it on the... Interior's doors had an old-fashioned hook and eye latch, but not on the inside of each room oh. doors. So it was like... To keep someone to out. To keep someone in, then. Ah. Or and you have to do to, like, keep people in. Yeah. So, the, so they walk from the outside with the eye hook things. Yeah. Interesting. That's weird. The latches weren't on the outside of the room's doors as if to keep something in. Hey. Yeah. I figured hey. it out before you told me. <laughs> I know. Uh, My brain's working. <laughs> starting up. I can feel it. <laughs> it's gotten up. It's, it's warming uh, What is it, Dad? My youngest son asked from behind me. Oh, nothing. I replied and went about the business of unpacking our things. Typical dad. The parent was like, what, what, don't worry about it. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Uh, the first incident happened in the living room when I was hanging a large picture of two angels. Eh. My daughter thought that this would complement the cherubs that surrounded the room. Were those already there? That's weird. That's creepy. I wouldn't have bought that. Just cherubs around the room. Little gross, little tiny angel babies, naked Naked angel babies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> naked angel baby. I hung the picture and turned to walk away. Crash. I turned to see that the picture had fallen to the floor. Rehanging the picture once again, I turned away. Crash. The picture was once again on the floor. Hanging it for a third time. When I started walking away, I felt a rush of air and something hit the back of my ankles. What the hell? I turned to see the picture lying at my feet. More determined than ever, I hung the picture again and <laughs> stated loudly, Stay there, damn it. I had to laugh because I was alone. Who did I think I was talking to? The kids were playing on the porch. Dad, come and see this. My daughter's voice rang through the front door. I stepped onto the porch. Sit down and watch this, she said excitedly. Watch what? I replied. No sooner were the words out of my mouth when my daughter pointed to an old man walking down the sidewalk toward our house. However, he reached our property line. He quickly crossed the street and continued his walk to the opposite sidewalk. They don't like walking in front of our house, Dad. Isn't that weird? <laughs> My oh, daughter, breathless with excitement, excitement, stated, and right she was. I sat on the porch for a good three hours watching our neighbors cross the street away from our house any time they walked along our street. A couple of times I motioned as if to say hello, but they just dropped their heads and continued on their way at a brisker pace. Maybe they are uncomfortable with new neighbors, I rationalized, <laughs> trying to make sense out of a senseless situation. 
Uh, we went inside for dinner and the rest of the night went normally without incident. Sunday. Um, so this was about, what did I say, May of mm-hmm. 2001. So I think it said about like May 18th is when they moved in. So that was like a Friday. So this is still about May-ish. Uh, Sunday, the kids came home from church excited because we had set aside the whole day to work on our yard. This was a big deal for us because the only outside area our apartment provided was a front balcony. We mowed the grass and cleaned out the leaves. Isn't that just like cute but sad? (laughs) Cute but sad. We're going to do this fun activity called mowing. Called (laughs) Because we couldn't do it before. Uh, And clean out the leaves from under the porch and in front and in the front yard. Strangely enough, the trees seemed to be shedding their leaves as if it were fall. Strange tree behavior, I thought, and made a mental note. Oh, yeah, because it's May. Why would it? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, to mention it to the landlady when I talked to her next. I asked my youngest son to go inside and bring out the garden hose from the basement. Oof, bad idea. Um, never send your child to the basement by themselves unless you went and seen it before. Anywho. Uh, so we clean off the walkways and wash down the weathered white of the house. Few moments passed when I heard him screaming from inside the house. Running frantically into the kitchen, I found him standing in the kitchen, shaking in the middle of a puddle of urine. What's wrong? What happened? Looking at me with the scared eyes of a child, he said, Something chased me up the basement steps. What? What chased you? I asked, already thinking the overactive imagination of a little boy was at play here. I don't know, Daddy, but it was big. Me and my other children, my other two children, checked the basement but found nothing except for the garden hose that had been dropped during his frightened escape. Let's get you cleaned up, I said. Naturally, there was teasing from my other two children about the proverbial basement monster. I could say proverbial, but I couldn't say buried or whatever. Autocracy. Atrocity. Oh, forget it. Oh, my God. You still can't say it. (laughs) Basement monster. Atrocity. (laughs) Atrocity. Atrocity. Um... Better watch out when you go into the basement. The glare of my eye finished my middle boy sentence the rest of Sunday and Monday went without any other incidents and we were so happy those first days, few days in the house. My daughter was making plans about gardens, decorating, and my boys thought it would be easy to walk to their baseball games because the park was very close. It was normal, happy time, unfortunately, did not last for long. Monday, oh, excuse me. Oh, gosh. Oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't have eaten all that before. Mm-hmm. Goodness. Monday came. The last week of school for my kids had a long week for of work and a long week of work for me. Goodness. Each day we would leave the house and return each evening to find every light in the house turned on. I blamed the children for leaving the lights on in the morning. However, on Friday, my daughter and I sent the boys to the car while we toured the house, making sure that every light was off. The night we returned home to again find every light burning. When I walked into the house, I was a little shaken there being no logical reason for all of the lights being on other than there was someone else in the house. Searching in the house in a panic, I found nothing. Daddy, it's cold in here, my daughter stated from the living room. What was she talking about? Sweat was pouring down my back and across my brow. However, when I stepped into the living room, the temperature dropped a good 30 degrees. That was the first time I felt its presence. Ugh. Ugh, I don't like that. Mm-mm. I can't describe it to any better than it felt like an electrical current running through my body, bringing tears to my eyes and bumps to my arms. I passed quickly. 
remember remember thinking, what the hell was that? Soon my daughter stated, Daddy, it's getting warm in here. And sure enough, the temperature was rising as I watched the thermostat climb. The night my children slept with me. What little sleep I got. Sunday night. We were sitting in the living room talking. I was getting ready to take a trip to... The, the, a trip the following morning to Indianapolis for work and we were discussing their plans for a stay grandma for a stay at grandma's for a stay grandma there was a part missing in here it's okay. not my fault <laughs> it says a stay grandma a stay grandma so I'm assuming stay a stay grandma? yeah stay with at grandma's the kids have their backs to the living room for which I am still thankful for for because the memory of what happened next still haunts my dreams to this day. I noticed in first out of the corner of my eye a quick glance, something moving, standing at the kitchen door that led into the family room. Nothing, not something, someone. I looked toward it again. It was a dark figure of a man, even though there was full light. He was solid in form, except where he, except there was a moving, churning, dark gray, black smoke or mist that made up his form. No. I looked down because I was sure I wasn't seeing this and that my eyes were playing tricks on me. One or two good rationalizations and we could go on with our lives without incident. A few moments passed and I was sure that when I looked up again that it would be gone. But he was still there and he began to move. Mm-hmm. Moving in, mm-hmm. moving into the family room and pausing in the center of the room, his form was still a mass of churning, turning blackness. He stood there for what seemed an eternity, but in actuality, it was only a few moments, and then he melted into the air. Gone. I remember the thoughts that were racing through my head. I had two choices. We could run out of the house screaming into the night like those crazies you always see in the movies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, the ones that are always based on fact, or the other choice we could get up quietly, leave the house, and figure all of this out. My hands were shaking uncontrollably. That's what we'll do. We'll we will go quietly, orderly, as if nothing was wrong. Standing up on shaky legs, I said in my calmest daddy voice, let's go, get, let's go get a soda and see Grandma. My youngest was instantly excited at the prospect of a soda before bed, and the older two looked at me as if I'd lost my mind. Come on, guys, it will be fun. Thank God my car keys were on the coffee table in front of us. We moved orderly out the front door, and I turned to lock the door when a loud, painful scream of a man came from inside the house. It sounded as if he was screaming in pain, so loud that it could be heard throughout the neighborhood, and the dogs began to bark to hell with orderly. Get in the car, I screamed at my children. At a dead run, we headed to the car and to drive to my mom's house, which was, which is still a blur to this day. I was in a panic and knew that we had to get away from the old white house. But before we were away from the neighborhood, my youngest son, in a very scared voice, said, Daddy, the basement monster is standing in the upstairs window. I looked back, and sure enough, the black form was standing in the window watching us leave. That night, we stayed at my parents' house. Early the next day, I gathered my things and left for my business trip. I had a whole week of rationalizations by the time I returned home to pick up my children. Where else were, where else were we to go? I had to put everything I had saved and then some into the move. We had no other choice but to go back to the old, big old white house. Besides... Oh, stay at your mom. Yeah, right? Right? Or at least leave the children there. Right. You... F- Fight that demon yourself. Mm. Ah. Ah. Okay. I don't like this story. Yeah, well, it's about to get... It's 
Uh. Still going to get terrible. I have many pages to go. Mm. Uh, Besides, after a week of talking myself out of the events of that night, I was ready to return. So on Friday night, we returned to the house. The week went by without incident, though. We got very little sleep. I was taking another extended weekend to make up to my kids for my week away. On Saturday, we explored the big shed at the back of the yard, and in it, we found a number of personal belongings that appeared to belong to different people. My parents convinced me that maybe it wouldn't be such a bad idea to call the strange old landlady and ask her some straightforward questions about the house. Why? Yeah, why wouldn't you do... It's a man. It's main logic. Why wouldn't you do that in the first place? It was to be one of the most awkward and strangest phone calls of my life. Once I was able to reach her, I carefully chose my words and asked in a normal voice if any of the previous tenants had ever mentioned a ghost. Well, of course, she said at first that she could not remember. However, she went on to say that one female tenant had claimed that her dead father came to visit her. But the old woman always thought she was crazy. Rude. The landlady said that some of the stuff in the shed had been left behind by the girl, but she couldn't come, but she couldn't get her to come pick it up. Yeah, because it's freaking ghosts following her around. The other stuff in the shed evidently belonged to a man who had lived there, but left in the middle of the night, leaving behind his things. But no, she had never heard of anyone talking about the house being haunted. I asked her how long ago did these people live in here, and she said, not much more than a year, honey. Why do you ask? The phone call wasn't much help, and it didn't calm my fears much. But what else could I do? The rest of the long weekend came and went. I actually had convinced myself that it was just a one-time ordeal because nothing more was happening. That was until Monday night. I was on the phone with my mom. The kids were off playing in the bedroom, which was located on the first floor. While on the phone, I began to hear inside doors rattling. Listening closely, they rattled again, and I yelled at the kids to quit playing games. I told my mom that everything was okay, just the kids playing tricks. They rattled again, this time harder. So I scolded the children, this time louder to behave and stop playing tricks. At this time, they rattled louder, but before I could scold, my daughter's scare voice cut me off. Daddy, I'm in here reading, and my brothers are asleep. Eh. Now I will try to recreate that, what happens next to the best of my, to the best of memory. Some of it I remember clearly. Other parts are a blur to this day. Just as soon as I heard my daughter, the temperature in the house is instantly dropped a good 30 degrees. With it came the feeling of the electrical charge running through my body. Along with its energy, a horrible stench that I cannot describe permeated the room. And then the screaming started. Softly at first, but building in momentum. I yelled through the phone for my mother to come help. We were getting out. Then the whole house began to shake and come alive. From above, I could hear something large coming down the stairs. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, fuck no. mm -hmm. No. The screaming of the man over and over. The screaming of my daughter. Daddy, what is happening? Along with this came the thought that one of... Along with my answer. (laughs) I don't fucking know. (laughs) I don't know. Shut up. God damn it. Ah! I'm not helping. Uh, (laughs) I would not be okay in that circumstance if my children were out. Along, okay. Along with it came the thought that one of my two bedroom doors connected to 
Along with it came the thought that one of my two-bedroom doors connected to the stairs. Boom, boom, it was coming down those stairs. I had to get to my children. The whole house was alive with noise. The floor beneath me was shaking as I made my way to the bedroom door. I felt something behind me, and I knew I didn't want to turn around to no, see it. don't turn around. Boom, screaming. A new scream mixed into the man's scream, this one from a child. Boom, screams, boom. Oh, I made it to my bedroom door, but it wouldn't open. By this time, I, too, am screaming. Throwing myself against the door, it still wouldn't budge. I continued to throw myself against the door again and again until it finally slammed open. My daughter was in shock by this point. I instructed my middle son to grab his brother and run out the front door and head for the car. Boom, boom, screams. My daughter won't move, and I finally had to slap her to bring her to life. Finally responding, I grabbed her and ran and head for the door as I heard the other bedroom door slam open open behind us it was on our trail and i knew i couldn't let it reach us the whole house was still shaking and alive with noise and something big on our heels when we reached the front door and out onto the porch i slammed the door behind us we got out as we got out into the car we could still hear the noise coming from the house i drove away and parked at the top of the street where i could still see the house and wait for my parents to arrive we could see it Searching through the house, searching, searching for us. It's blackness moving from room to room methodically. I what the fuck? Too. I could say that word too. Yeah, but seriously, yeah. But what the fuck? No. That was our last God. night in the house. My children never Thank returned, God. and I returned to get a few of our things in several occasions, and I never went alone. <laughs> I, I wouldn't think. do that. I'd just fucking hire someone, be like, all right, moving company, mm -hmm. go and get all my shit. Someone who's not tied to it, yeah. Yeah. Everyone I brought into the house with me would also witness something happen. A scream, whispers pounding from the floor above. It was not selective anymore at who it let its at who it let hear its fury. I remember that what the old lady said to me as I turned over the key. Standing there, the whole side of my arm and torso still bruised from throwing myself against the bedroom door, she said, some people are meant to live in an old house like that, and some people aren't. I never thought you were the old house type. And I guess she was right. Uh, that's not just an old house. That is a freaking that demon. That is some BS. Uh, about a You're month a after... pissed off ghost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About a month after moving out of the old house, a friend sent me a website address that she wanted me desperately to see. Put John T. Kroll Union, Missouri into your search engine. She said, When I did, the face of the a man came onto my screen, the same face that showed up in a picture my brother took in the fruit cellar one afternoon while I was packing for the move. The man was famous, the land itself famous, it, with a history dating back to the Civil War. About a year ago, so that was 2004 when that article was written, so 2003-ish, someone I know saw a police car run up to that house one night and witness a family running out of its front door in their night clothes. As for the house today, the old lady turned it into a dog kennel this past fall, so fall 2004. I guess she ran out of people that could live in an old white house like that one. Duh. Some BS. Those poor dogs. Yeah. Dog is. You know they've seen some shit. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they'll go anybody. in. I'm surprised they'll go in there. Usually they'll like. Oh. Some will just refuse to go in. Huh. Um. You're not done. No. Fuck. But that's done. That's it. Oh, there, his God. encounter. Okay. This is just extra information. Um. Well, 
because uh, he also made a website for the Screaming House, uh, screaminghouse.wordpress.com. Um, in an unprecedented step, the Roman Catholic Church, in a 156-page report, classified the Union Screaming House haunting as a demonic infestation, oppression, obsession, obsession and possession. Uh, and, and also, um, and then after after he left love, uh, there was a family who was in there um, who had made contact with him, kind of, and so they investigated with Lauren, mm-hmm. Lorraine Warren, mm-hmm. to do it. Um, so it just helped in with the Roman Catholic Church to help deem it as terrible. Um, <laughs> And on the website, it has a word of caution. It is important to keep in mind the Roman Catholic Church has deemed the Union, Missouri, haunting a classic case of demonic infestation, oppression, obsession, and possession in a 156-page page document. Uh, famed investigator and psychic Lorraine Warren was the first to classify this haunting as demonic. John Zaffis, the haunted collector, also classified the haunting along the lines of the demonic. The list goes on and on. Please do take the chance with your will, with your will. Please do not, do not, don't, don't go to this place. Please do not take the chance with your well-being and the well-being of your family and try to search out the location of this home. It can and has been dangerous for some people who have been exposed to it. This haunting at times can ruin lives and also at times is believed to have been deadly. This is not a location to be taken lightly. I don't want to go in it, but I kind of want to like drive past it or something, and like, like from a like, very far vi- distance and like videotape it. Right. You know what I mean, like, however, Stephen Lachance, 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 uh, did found the Paranormal Task Force. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like over probably near Union or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have uh, EVP. I didn't listen to it yet. Mm-hmm. I'll put it on the. I'll listen to it. Sight and things. We'll listen to it yeah. later. Um, but the EVP can be found um, at www.paranormaltaskforce.com backslash union underscore EVP. Uh, it was founded during the haunting... Uh, wait, no. It's just a very small sampling, though, of the EVP captured by the group and others. So they just kind of like put it together and cleaned it up a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but also books. So he wrote two books after this. Um, concerning the Union, Missouri haunting uh, and the Screaming House. The Uninvited and Blessed are the Wicked, which both are available at uh, uh, all major bookstores on Amazon and Kindle. But if you're interested in getting a signed book from Stephen, you can go to www.stephenalachance.com backslash spy underscore signed underscore books so after that roller coaster of emotions Goodness. of the screaming house because i was gonna look up that's what my ooh was at work today because i was gonna do something else and then i saw that and i just go ooh, i'm gonna do that one and now i regret it but i don't regret it mm-hmm. yeah it's stressful it's very stressful there's probably a lot more that i could have put on there but I think that's enough. Yeah that was a lot. That took um like 40 well about 30. I mean we talked 30 minutes. 
10 minutes. Ten yeah. So minutes took so. good 30 minutes. That's okay. A story time. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you know, we'll give me yours. I'm going to eat some pizza and make myself feel better. Okay. Okay. We each had two slices, right? Yes. Okay. Just trying to make, keep track. Mm-hmm. How many knots did you have? Um, I think four. But well, I'm not sure. I don't know. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> like it matters, I'm but... not sure. Matters, um, but it doesn't. <laughs> matters, but it doesn't. Um, okay. Do, 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 do. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All righty. So, mine... Load up. Oh, my okay. gosh. Sorry. How do I exit out of this? Okay, there we go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still... <laughs> this damn phone. I don't know hard. how to help with iPhones. iPhone. It's your fault for getting an iPhone. Um, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, this is about... Uh, this isn't really about, like, one specific place. Like, one specific, like... Um, Mm-hmm. store or anything like that but it's or house it's basically just kind of like a little bit about one main place but then like there's little mm-hmm. tiny things that have happened all around it mm. um it. so basically um in shawnee kansas shawnee and Merriam, um they have ghost tours of kansas that have um they've been doing wait you like said ghost shawnee t- shawnee and Merriam. yeah it's very close yeah Ow. yeah it is very Ow. very close um, so they do ghost tours of Kansas, um, and they've had shining ghost tours every year. Uh, they take about 25 amateur ghost spotters to several locations in both Shawnee and Merriam. Uh, their tour guides are Beth Rupert and Jody Sullivan. They share stories of, um, like during the ghost tours, they share stories of all the several businesses and stuff that they've, um, gone through and the owners have reported, um, like haunting stuff mm-hmm. and then as well as some of the history of the area that could explain why such locations could be haunted um so rupert explained that ghost tours is uh will only tour public places so businesses and cemeteries rather than its tour uh oh rather than driving its tour buses past private homes mm. um so they found a lot of their stories just by literally going door to door and talking to all these people and asking them if they have a ghost story. And ah. if they do, they would tell them. But they only do those sorts of places. They don't just randomly drive around to like people's houses. Because that's a little weird. Oh. Um, Rupert and Sullivan discussed that uh, the histories of Shawnee... Or history of Shawnee's downtown area. Which is... Um, like where they have old Shawnee days and stuff like that. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it From its time as a Shawnee Indian settlement to its Cowboys days when William Quantrill, Quantrill Raiders, you know, raided, yeah. raided Shawnee Town in 1862 mm-hmm. um, when actually ju- just only two men died there. Uh, one was of one was a raider and one was just an innocent man because he would like gather everybody into the town square and mm-hmm. then just start burning things because he's a dick. Just the um, burning things, not the people, right? No, not the people. Okay, good. Just things. So it's still like terrible, stuff. but not... It's terrible, but not just their not stuff. Not that terrible. Um, um, so they say that the history may be the reason why the small... Within a small two-block stretch, several businesses in the area have reported unexplained noises. Um, there's a QPI photography 
a place that has their doorbell go off nearly every single morning despite there being no one at the door. Uh, malfunctioning mal uh, machinery at Aunt Jean's ice cream. There's also been a few stories of a barkeep lady who likes to cross through the hall of a former saloon. Um, a ghost who would mysteriously ring the... Um, oh yeah, I already said that. Just kidding. Ring the doorbell of a photo studio. Uh, a lingering scent of cigars in a smoke-free business. And sounds of chairs going up and down in a closed old theater. Uh, which I was trying to figure out which theater that was. I think it's right there on the corner. I'm not really sure. I feel like I can picture it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, there's also one place that has more stories and is kind of more well-known for being haunted. It's Hartman Hardware. Have you seen that right mm -hmm. on the corner of, like, right before, like, City Hall over there? Or, like, where, like, the little um, park is? On um, what? This is, on, like, this is on, like, Johnson Drive, I think. In anyway. relation to Dodge Toledo like, like, Square. Oh, God, like, further than that. West like or a, east? Uh, west. Towards like if you go, Like, if you go down Sharpish Parkway to Neiman, and you go yeah. to, like, like where Old Shawnee Pizza is, you keep going north a little bit. Uh-huh. It's, like, right there on that corner. That's where it's talking oh, about. Oh, okay, on 35, like, near I-35? Kind of. Ish? Yeah, it's on the west side of I-35. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's... On the side of Ikea, right? No. I'm thinking of the wrong street. Ikea is on the east side of I-35. If you're going north on huh. I-35? Yeah. That's right. Oh, Ikea's okay. on the east side. I you think gotta go I've the west side. driven past there once to get to a friend's house. Possibly. There's like a bank on the corner that has like the rotating thing on it. Never mind. It doesn't like, fucking matter. It looks like an old timey thingy. Yes. Looking. It looks like I an passed old. passed through it once. Where the original like Pegas. Night. Pegas. And then dinner. No diner is. Okay. Yes, I remember. And there's like a that. creepy doll shop over there too. Yes, I saw the dollhouse. Mm -hmm. They have, they were having some kind of sale, no thank anniversary you. sale type of thing. No thank you. So we'll find a haunted doll. Nope. And put it in Kim's room. Um. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck? That just escalated. I'm gonna tell her. <laughs> that shit just escalated. I'll spray it with my uh, holy water. Mm -hmm. So I with the holy water first. I'll grab uh -huh. my liquid sage. Um, all right. So at Hartman Hardware, um, the tour directors discuss why they think that they have a better why they think they have a better idea of who is actually haunting that store. Mm -hmm. um, so Mike, un, I'm gonna butcher his fucking last Probably. name. Unterrierner. That's okay. This is really hard. U n t e r r e i n e r. How would you pronounce un it? Unterrierner. Mm. I don't know. We're going to call him Mike. Yep. Um, so Mike, uh, he's the owner of Hartwin Hardware. He, his family, like his wife's family, has actually owned it for like four decades now, I think, or four generations, something like that. Not four decades. Um, explained that after his grandfather-in-law's death in the, in the 1980s, they started noticing a lot of unexplained noises coming from the upstairs storage area. Then his father-in-law, Red Hartman, actually died just... Um, not too long ago, and then the noises, after he died, the noises seemed to kind of increase as well. Yeah. So now they think that there's a grandpa and the dad mm -hmm. that are inside this hardware store. Um, he said, you'd be coming down the hallway and see something coming from another room. If you stay up there long enough, you might he you might hear something fall, or you might see, or you think you see something out of the corner of your eye. Um, then one night when he was working late at the hardware store, um, he heard a voice telling him... To, or telling someone 
to make sure that they picked up a they picked up a child on the way home from work. So he's just hearing, hey, pick up blah 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 on the way home from work. Really weird, yeah. And then he said first he thought that it was someone outside the garage door, um, so he peeked out, but he didn't see anybody out there. And then he realized that the voice was coming through his radio. And then he was like, oh, that makes sense. But then he realized that the volume switch was turned off and the radio was unplugged. Yeah, so he was like, okay, cool. Um, So unusual unusual noises, strange voices, and things going bump in the night are nothing new at Hartman Hardware. Uh, But they all kind of try to take it. Try to take it in stride. Mm -hmm. um, Since it just keeps happening. He said, when we hear things, we always kind of make a joke that Grandpa is here and we don't really worry about it too much. Uh, but during the 32 years that he's worked at the store, there's awful, There's also been a lot of um, kind of like cut out of the corner of your eye experiences. Yeah. I hate those. Yeah. Um, strange noises, obviously unexplainable occurrences of like smells or something like that. Um, but the skeptic in him would really like to be sure. He said, it would be nice. I see stuff out of the corner of my eyes. I, like there's something there, but there's nothing there. That's what happens so often. I, I'm just kind of used to it by now. So he wants to see something. Like, in front of no. him. No, why? Like, oh, because it'd be irritating, like, out of the corner of your eye all the fucking time. Like, just kind of seeing something pass yeah, and thinking you're crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather just see something walk right in front of me. I would pee myself. I would pee myself, too, but I'm saying I would like to see it walk in front of me rather than just keep acting like I'm crazy seeing it out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, doing yeah. that. That was attractive. <laughs> I um. know. <laughs> I know. That's why I am single. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> you're so weird. Uh, uh, let's see. Where was I? Why do I always start yawning after I start talking? What the fuck? Because you're tired of everything you're listening to yourself? Um, I'm sorry if you listen to you. <laughs> Just kidding. You yawn because you don't anyway. have enough oxygen in your brain. That's true. Take more breaths. Drink more water. God damn it. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, continue. Uh, then there was a day that, um, a tenant in a lawyer's office next door actually came by to complain about all the late night noise they were hearing. Oh. Uh, the guy said that it sounded like they were having a party on the second floor from the hardware store. The Hartman (laughs) building was actually built in, like, 1927, and the upstairs was formerly used as a Masonic dance hall. Ah. Yeah. Ah. These days, though... Mike says, the only residents up there are lawnmowers and extra merchandise for the store. <laughs> there isn't even enough room for a party. Mm-hmm. So there's just phantom noises and party goers, apparently. Well, party noises going on and it's annoying everybody else. In, Residual energies. Yeah. Right. I heard something about jewels. Residuals there in news. Residual. Yeah. Energies. There you go. Um, so Janet Reed is also a... Oh, sorry. She's also one of the guides on the ghost tours. Um, she explained how the paranormal... Okay. This is a very long name of an organization. Mm-hmm. The Paranormal Encounter Documentation and Research Organization. I'm going to call it Pedro for short. P-E-D-R-O. I'm Hilarious. Call it Pedro. I don't know if that's what they call it, but they should. Mm-hmm. Um, give me 10%. Um, vote had for done it. any Had <laughs> done an investigation <laughs> at the store and found strange readings... And even electronic voice phenomena, so EVPs, mm-hmm. that sounded a lot like Red Hartman, who is Mike's father-in-law, who had died recently. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, they said that um, it's very unusual to hear an EVP that sounds just like someone you know, but they showed it to the family and they're like, oh, that definitely sounds like Red. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of funny. Uh, I mean, kind of cool. But crazy, crazy, funny. crazy. <laughs> 
I'm just thinking about your baby. Oh my god, you went there. Um, if you didn't pause, I wouldn't. So, can't do it. Your fault. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. My fault. Um, so on the tours, um, sometimes the tour begins at PJ's Bar, where one of the owners, um, or the owners and patrons believe that they have two ghosts. Ooh. One they call Seymour, who makes the bar taps turn on by themselves whenever he senses a bar fight is about to break out. <laughs> and another, <laughs> which I was like, that's awesome. Um, and another female ghost whom a waitress discovered one morning when she heard a disembodied voice greet her while she was alone in the bar. No. So they're both. Well, they're both very friendly ghosts. It's I fine. What? Like, what? But that very, that's nice. She's like, hello. I wouldn't go in, but I'd just Good. be like, I'd go, bye. Goodbye. Good. <laughs> Good. I quit. Bye. Yeah. No, I would quit too, probably. So PJ's? Um, yeah, said? PJ's bar. Let's go there and simulate a fight and see what happens. Okay, see if all the fucking taps turn on? Yes. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Beer um, for everyone. You're welcome. Beer for everyone. Uh, so Rupert explained that... Uh, let me see, sorry. Explain that the home of the Shawnee Wagon Master, Dick Williams, um, was located... Dick Williams. Oh, God. Willie was located. No. It was located <laughs> right next door to where the Walgreens is now located. And since Will- it was Williams' job to help watch out for the pioneers passing through on the, air- on the wagon trails, mm-hmm. he... Or she hypothesized that the ghosts should be, um, could possibly be the Williams family or employees that worked with him, or even him himself, just trying to help people um, by alerting them that pioneers are coming. Like a, so like a, that's a haunted Walgreens? Apparently. Huh. Yeah. Weird. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so a few of those... Oh, and a few of the people on um, one of the tours actually got some strange, Im- strange images during a stop at the Shawnee Indian Cemetery at like 59th and Neiman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Rupert's portable speaker mysteriously stopped working when they got out at a site where a man was robbed and killed in the 1800s, which was along Turkey Creek. Um, but then, oddly enough, it started working again once the tour bus was on its way back to PJ's. So, on its way back to the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So, like, their very last stop, her thing stopped working. And then, when they were Ghost leaving didn't it... didn't want to party. Yeah. Apparently, did not want to party. But... So, yeah. So, that's all I could basically find on there. Like, there's a ton. So, I didn't want to have... I didn't want to have six pages of information. Well... But I didn't know you were having six pages of information. But it's probably good that we neither both of us didn't. Have I it. didn't realize it until I got here. <laughs> well, whatever. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so that's it for Hartman's Hardware slash just Shawnee kind of area in downtown general. Shawnee downtown. Shawnee. I mean, it looks yeah. Driving down there is kind of it's a little I mean, yeah, it just looks really old. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. I was like, it. oh, it's cool. Yeah, but didn't care for the dollhouse. No, I don't like the dollhouse. No. I mean, it's I cool because like it's like an old-timey-looking store. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. They still take care of the doll hospital stuff. or something like that. Yeah, it's a doll uh, hospital. Yeah. 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 Not cool, though. I don't like oh, those. Oh, it's very creepy-looking. Um, but, yeah. So, that's it. That's my story. I'm not sticking to it. Oh. Okay. Um, so, my Casey fact. Let's get into that. You do your... Tip, thinking of your tip in in there in your brain. Yep. Okay. And Casey fact, uh, which is another awesome one of another national company. Uh, no, they're not international. Just national company that started in Midwest. Started in St. Louis. 
area, um, but is well known. It's this uh, place called uh, Panera. Yeah. Panera Bread Company. Um, but it began, uh, well, in St. Louis, though, it still operates as the St. Louis Bread Company, but that's the was the original name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, the headquarters is... Did, wait, didn't Cheryl say that they, like, her friend in St. Louis literally just said, like, Bread Co.? Yeah. They call it just the Bread Co. Oh. And I'm like, that's weird. That's, that's fun. Weird. That's fun. Right. Um, the, it was founded 30 years ago. I didn't know Panera was that old. What the hell? Panera was older than us. I thought it was a new thing. Yep. Thought it was totally fairly new was of new this thing. new millennia. But we were, we were wrong. I didn't think I it was, was that new. I look 90. Okay, I'm I guess maybe like, well, yeah. 1987, which really is only five years older than us. Yeah. Wow, that's weird though. Uh, yeah, I thought maybe like gross. late 90s. Yeah. I thought, I don't know. Hmm. I don't, well, maybe just getting to us. I guess maybe you're having the money to go there um but it's in kirkwood missouri kirkwood um, Kirk, yeah kirkwood. and the headquarters is now in sunset hills which is it's a suburb of st louis st louis has a lot of suburbs just like kansas city it's weird does it's very interesting um founder is ken rosenthal uh ronald m shatch sage S H A I C H and Lewis Kane. They are, and yeah, they're just in the United States and Canada, so technically international. Technically, that's a World Series anyway, so <laughs> they're of the world. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you're not familiar with what Panera is, for some reason they you've never heard of it or they just don't have one, um, they do fast slash casual uh, bakery cafe. Um, so you get like, of course, bread and bagels. Oh, bagels are so good. A cinnamon crunch bagel. Or they also go cheese bagels, my favorite. Baguettes, cold sandwiches, hot paninis, salad soups, coffee, teas. They have the best mac and cheese in my opinion. That mac and cheese is amazing. Um, but see, so yeah, St. Louis bread was founded by Ken Rosenthal in 1887. And then when it first opened in Kirkwood, Missouri, and then in 1993, Aubin Pain Company purchased the St. Louis Bread Company. And then in 1997, they changed the name, the company name to Panera. And a word that roots mean a bread basket in Latin. At the same time, the St. Louis Bread Company was renovating its 20 bakery cafes in St. Louis area. Oh. So I was like, okay. And then in 1989, they expanded Panera Bread into the National Restaurant. And they sold other chains, including uh, Old Bonpin, which is now owned by Compass Group North America. They moved its new headquarters to Richmond Heights in 2000, and then, of course, moved it over to Spring Hill at some time. Um, let's see all of this information. Do we need all this information? No, that's we, we don't need all of that. You can look up the rest of Panera. <laughs> Find one near you. We almost did that. It was between Panera and Pizza Hut. Um... I felt like pizza. Yeah. I wanted pizza, pizza. So that's Caesars, but that is Caesars. But yeah, Panera is Midwest. Again, you're welcome, everybody. So technically when you're eating Panera, you are eating local if it's in Missouri, Kansas Mm -hmm. area. Area? I want to go. Now I want to go to St. Louis specifically for to go to Bread Co. 
And also to go to Old Spaghetti Factory. Mm. To what? The Old Spaghetti Factory. Have you never seen that in St. Louis? Uh-uh. Oh, man. Say what now? The Old Spaghetti Factory. I've only been to St. Louis, like, once. I only went, like, a long-ass time ago when we went and, like, went to the arch and stuff. Like, I haven't been back. Yeah. Like, that's, like, a thing you need to go to is Old Spaghetti Company or Old Spaghetti Factory. I'm sorry. Oh, they used to have one here, but just like many things, the things that we don't have, St. Louis has at least three. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do live mansion too and stay there once. Mm-hmm. I might do that. I might do, I might do a story on it, but I think other people have done good stories on it already. So, but yeah. Uh, tip. Tippy tip. Tippy tip tap. Calm down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, escape room tip number 23. I'm just going with 23. Just because I can. MJ. Um, Michael Jordan. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, uh, this one, I, I don't know. This one's basically just because people are very, very competitive at this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, escape room tip. Don't be afraid to lose a game. Um, it doesn't mean that the gameplay sucks doesn't mean that you suck necessarily kind of but it just you know what i mean like you don't have to always win the freaking game like either way you're spending your money it's not like you get your money back no if you win the game so i don't understand why some people get so mad like maybe they get frustrated themselves that's fine yeah but when they get mad at our stuff that kind of cracks me up because i'm like no it works you just didn't figure out how to work it yeah um so you know like sometimes the more fun rooms, I guess, could be very, very hard, but if you don't escape it, you still have a lot of fun doing mm-hmm. it, so I just don't see why people need to be so freaking yeah. competitive like and in our crazy with room. That's literally yeah. just all instructions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically kind of just enjoy yourselves in the room, even though you're probably doing a hard room. I don't really know, but... Just don't don't yeah. come out and be mad at our stuff just because you can't get out of the room. Like you just still have fun. Like it's about doing puzzles. Yeah. Not about winning per se. Not- I mean, like I get very competitive with them, so I understand when people get mad. But I get mad at myself unless it's like something that was really really stupid in the room. Then I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna complain about that. But otherwise, there's usually some things in the room that you actually like. But yeah, so that's escape room tip number twenty three. Don't be afraid yeah. to lose because. Just, just chill. Just out. be able to lose. Like, yeah. stop being so mean. Like, yeah. If Don't get so mad. Yeah. We're paying attention Calm enough down. to know if you've been messing with something and it's our error, like battery is about yeah. or something. Yeah. We're going to make sure that you're doing it. We're walking through it to make sure you're doing it correctly. Mm-hmm. But if you can't figure it out, that's it's all not part of my the game. Problem. If it's dim, that's, sorry, that's part of the part game. Of the no, game. you can't have flashlights <laughs> because you can cheat. Yes. That's all a part of all of it. All of it. Everything in that room is meant to be part of the challenge. So calm down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 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 And that's Casey. Casey. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. It was. Look at us. Look at us. 
episode look 20. Go. Look at us go. <laughs> look at us get We got down. this down. 20 what weeks was to it get like, there. <laughs> like episode 15, we finally got it. Yes. Good lord. <laughs> we suck. Hi, guys. Don't forget you can listen to That's KC on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. If we are not on your favorite podcast directory, let us know. You can chat with us on the Twitter or Instagram at That's KC Pod and Facebook at That's KC. If you'd like to help keep the local liquor, food, and this podcast flowing, you can support us on Patreon. If you have suggestions for local Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas food and drink, or, you know, would like to send us something, wink, wink, please send us an email to thatskcpod at gmail.com. P.S. If you have your own local story you would like to share or have a suggestion for us to research, we'd love to hear from you via email. Oh, intro music is provided by Brian Lawson. Okay, bye!